0: Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves.
1: Good morning, Good morning to you, my fabulous listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Put It All on the Table Through Mediation, and I'm broadcasting on the fabuloustalkzone.com internet radio. So, okay, let's get the question right out of the way. How are you all out there? How have you been since we last talked? I can hear the great, just a resounding, great Teresa. We're doing good. And for all of those who have not said that, I know that if um any of you had any issues or anything that that came about that you took care of them quickly, sternly and with love. Remember, it was 2 weeks ago and we were talking about sports mediation um uh, with Reginald Campbell and Paris Daniel and I thought it was an educational and fun talk and I you know and I just hope you all learned a lot or something uh, from my show as this is the one of my basic, um, objectives on the show is for that you to learn something. I, I just, I was just bringing it up because I, I, I enjoyed the, the talk with the two guys about sports and I surprised them because they, they thought that I didn't know a whole lot about sports. So there. <laughs> okay. It's a beautiful day here in Arizona, but you know, uh, we're cold. Okay. I was just uh, conversing with my engineer telling him that the high country, which, uh, is like Flagstaff and Winslow, um, some of those areas was were negative 11 and zero degrees. And uh, like right now, we're 34 and our high is only going to be 59. So there, the weather pattern is definitely um, shifting. I could tell you that. So listeners, um all I'm going to have to say is this is my most favorite time of the year. And Santa will be here in eight short days. Can you believe that? And... 2016 shortly thereafter wow okay let's get the question out of the way okay i'm already going to tell you that i'm not done with christmas shopping you know and i i don't know i i kind of like to to be you know out and about you know near the you know near the christmas actual christmas day doing some shopping i have always done that but um are you guys all done? Okay. So, well, if you are, good for you. And as I said, I'm not <laughs> done shopping. And I bet a lot of you guys out there aren't either. So here's an, um, another thing. Um, it is being reported that, you know, 65% of companies, organizations are not having Christmas parties. Okay. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm sure a lot of you guys out there are saying Whew. OK, we don't have to have a Christmas party, you know, personally, you guys, I prefer that the companies, organizations, you know, funnel those funds to their employees as a monetary bonus. You know, it. I, I feel that it's better used, you know, in my opinion, than, you know, buying a lot of uh, booze and renting um uh facilities and things like that, that, you know, it just could be, you know, a better use of their fund. OK, moving along. Our talk today is talking mediation and other things with my guest, Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist for helping associates here in the beautiful state of Arizona. And as usual, listeners, I will bring my guest on, but let's hit a few interesting topics first. For example, it's shout out time now. My beautiful granddaughter, Tiara Alexis, is going through extensive training through Taekwondo to achieve her black belt. Now, this coming Saturday, she is going to um, be involved in what they're calling trying out for her red black belt. Okay, I just want her to know how proud I am of her and her brother as he and his name is Paris, did a fabulous job. Last week as he came in third place for the competition event, um, that was held there at, um, Cho Taekwondo Academy. That was, it was really great. I'm very proud of them. I also want to give a shout out to all of the organizations who are contributing to the needs of the homeless and the veterans this holiday season throughout our country, especially making this time of the year as comfortable, comfortable as possible for them with, you know, providing meals, clothing and a warm place to stay. And they they not only do it this time of the year, but they do it all year round. But I just wanted to give them a special shout out today because I know that this is the time of the year. Um, You know, we're celebrating the birth of Christ and, you know, people um uh, that are homeless, you know, have not been homeless all the time. I'm sure that a lot of them have great memories of maybe when they were coming up, you know, and how they were all together with their families. And everybody has a story as to why uh, they're in the predicament that they're in now. But nevertheless, we have the saving grace of the organizations that are willing to help them out. Now, the last shout out. Are you ready for this? It's to the GOP last debate for 2015. Uh, it was this past Tuesday, I'm going to say thanks be to God for that. Now, the election is next year. It's in November of 2016, and the candidates are acting, guys, like it's in two weeks. All of this posturing, name-calling, being disrespectful to President Obama and his family and getting this disrespect and just disrespecting themselves, guys, it's just ugly acting overall for the whole world to see. Look, listeners, all I'm saying is, as a nation, okay, we still have a good amount of time before we go to the polls for this very important election. And a lot of things can change between now and the actual election time with the candidates vying for the presidential office. So just cool out, okay? Take a breather. And above all, diffuse the anger is totally uncalled for and unnecessary. And remember, God is not the only one watching. The world is watching and forming not so good opinions about this great country. Okay, All right. As I said, our topic for today is talking mediation and other things with my guest, Reginald C. Campbell. And for all of you out there who are regular listeners on on my show, you know that I refer to him as the world's best mental health therapist and he is my biological brother. (laughs) And for those of you who are not my regular listeners and coming aboard, thank you for listening. And so now you know. Welcome Reginald to my show. It's always a pleasure having you here with me.
0: Good morning, and it's always a pleasure to be here, and you were saying that you haven't finished your Christmas shopping, so so I can remember this time last year when I was still in Chicago, you were saying the same thing, and I was <laughs> laughing at you, but but I'm thinking this Saturday, I'm going to have to do my shopping, so I can't laugh,
2: so uh-huh.
0: I to uh-huh. my laugh, I laughed last year, but I can't
1: this year because I've got to do my Saturday. So. You got to do your Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. do some more this, this weekend, but you know, I don't know. I, I have been, I, you know, last year I said that I was going to be, well, actually I, I am further, much further ahead than I was last year. I could tell you that I was really running around last year. And, and you know, partly that's because, you know, as we search our own, Sells and find out why you're doing certain things is cause I, you know, I enjoy being out at the last minute. That's all I can say. That's mm-hmm. all I can say, brother. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk mediation first because I'm going to be coming up on a, on a break here soon. All right. A guy by the night, by the name of Gary Direnfeld wrote an article December 2015 for mediate.com titled, How to truly advance the needs of the children between separated parents. What he is saying in this article, listeners, is that far too often children voices are left out of the divorce process. Okay. Now Gary Dianfield says in part, Reginald, he says that, um, he says that very often, These children, while unhappy about the parental separation, nonetheless secretly feel good about the newfound attention from the otherwise less involved parent. These are kids who had secretly longed to feel fully valued by both parents and now experiencing the absent parent being or seeking to be more involved. They are pleased. This is also even if the child does not show it, the child may only be fearful that the involved parent, Reginald, may feel unappreciated for now appreciating the less involved parent's involvement. And so it's now, you know, like pity the child who feels a parent to balance their own needs with the issues of the parents. You know, the guy, the, the, the writer says this is a terrible dilemma, you know, for the child it certainly may upset uh, a parent who for many years have tried to control the less involved parent to the more engaged with the kids who all of a sudden is more involved post-separate. So now what do you think about that, Reginald?
0: Well, having been, uh, you know, a case manager and involved in so many cases of separation of, of family through divorce, through substance abuse, through, you know, deaths, a lot of other things. Um, and being involved in that still somewhat now as a, as a therapist, uh, it's, it's important that the child's voice is heard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, just the form of, of, actually I had a meeting yesterday and You know, there's a large group of people involved uh, and things like that uh, through the school. And I thought this was a very good mediating process because everybody's voice was heard. Everybody had a chance to discover what was being done, what was not being done, what we should do. And, oh, I didn't know you were involved in this. And, oh, I didn't know you. Had I known you, I could have done, you know, A, B, C, and D. So there are a lot Mm -hmm. of... Um, uh, light bulb going off on the top of people's heads, you know, mm-hmm. that, that or commercial boom you know, where the light bulb goes off, go
2: off. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and and I thought that was that was pretty awesome because you know everyone is thinking now now that we know what we know we can do A B C and and D mm-hmm. and, and and that was awesome and everybody's voice was 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 heard. Everybody uh, who had a chance wanted who wanted to uh, articulate what they felt was important had an opportunity to do that, uh, as mm-hmm. well as myself. And and I and I thought that was good. So that was a you know so that's a perfect example of uh, uh, mediation of people mm-hmm. coming in and coming together to mm-hmm. get things done for the betterment of. And and the other thing I like nobody was. Participating, nobody was, was was brought in their egos nobody was you know none of this stuff it was what do we do for the family and, and the kids which is mm-hmm. the bottom line that that's what we
1: should be there for that's what we should be there doing you know um he, uh, this gentleman this this the writer of this article also says uh reginald and my listeners your child doesn't stand there to question um parental motivations from your child's perspective, he or she may finally enjoy the attention and validation previously missed. The other issues belong to the parents, and it and it does. You want to really uncover your child's views and feelings, and this is best done with the help of a neutral third party, just like what you were saying, and I totally agree. A person who has experience and expertise chatting with children of separated parents. Now, he says we speak as this as hearing the voice of the child and doing so requires a balanced process with the involvement of both parties. And seeing this is what you were saying, you know, in in your experience and in my experience, we get the parents together because it's about the children. Unfortunately, the parents no longer love each other or they don't want to be together for whatever the reason or reasons are. But the children should not be involved in their mess. You know what I mean? And he says, once the voice of the child has been heard, then the neutral helper who facilitated the child's voice can bring the child's feelings, their views and experience of their life and parental separation to the parents attention for the parents to be informed. I, I think it, I, I think that's a, it is great. I think, you know, um, as, as, as neutrals, as professional mediators, um, when we help individuals in these types of situations, you know, we're really doing a fantastic job, you know? Oh,
0: absolutely. And, um, and the children like the attention, of course. Um, you know, if they, the kid in a situation, they may not have been getting any attention or they've been mm-hmm. getting negative attention. Uh, but mm-hmm. the child, attention is attention. It doesn't matter if it's negative attention or what? If he can get attention by being, um, you know, by doing things that he or she shouldn't do, well, they're going to do it, you know,
2: it's, because mm-hmm. like, oh,
0: well, at least you're paying attention to me. And if getting suspended from school and getting sent to the principal's office, that means that you're going to pay attention to me and, and, and talk to me, and well, I'll, I'll keep doing it because mm-hmm. at least I'm spending time with you. Even if it's sitting in the principal's office, at least I'm spending time with you.
1: So, so spend the time, uh, exactly
0: and 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 that's all human beings we're, uh, you know, God made us people, God didn't intend for us to be alone, he wanted us to be together with this, you know, he didn't leave Adam alone he he brought Eve, Uh, you know, the Bible says that, you know, I'm going to make, provide a helper for you Uh, Mm -hmm. so created Eve to be a helper because he didn't want Adam, and Adam did not want to be alone. And so we mm-hmm. we need that human contact. We exactly. on, I said, babies who are born, newborns, the ones who get more human contact, develop faster. You know, mm-hmm. but being mm-hmm. held and being loved, oh, they, they develop faster. Children who are are toddlers who are read to and talked to, they develop faster because mm-hmm. we made to
1: have that human contact exactly exactly and then on that same vein, brother taking it on the other spectrum of the individuals who are called our wisdom our elderly they live longer when they have companionship you know and we and we just in general you know we 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 thrive better it's it's just it's, it's just better you know when we you know we have someone who is Prominent and, and loving and, and kind in our lives. Okay. Yeah. So now let me get started on something here and I'm going to have to take a break, um, in a, in a, in a minute. Okay. But I want to, I want to get on a, another subject. It's, it's in the order of children, but I want to get on another subject that you know is near and dear to my heart. Okay. As I have stated on earlier shows of mine, you guys, Bullying in schools, particularly grammar schools, does not get much press, as though it has been resolved, and that is a big not. A report on December 15, 2015, titled, Emily Olson, Parents of Fairfield Middle Schooler Filed Federal Lawsuit Citing Bullying and Suicide. This is a young lady who um, took her life. Now this article says in part, I'm going to read, uh, some of this and then we'll discuss it when we come back from break, uh, brother. Okay. Okay. It says that, it says that Emily Olson's parents filed a federal lawsuit Monday. Now this article was December 14th. Okay. To give you a good perspective listeners. Um, they filed a lawsuit Monday that accuses nine Fairfield city school officials, the school district and the school board of knowing the 13-year-old was bullied at school and not acting to stop it before she committed suicide last year. Now, 18 unnamed students are also included as defendants in the suit along with Superintendent Tom Otten, Teacher Candy Bader, Counselor Erica Green, and other school officials and staff. Now, according to the suit... Emily, she's an Asian American, was continually bullied, harassed, assaulted, battered and discriminated against in school and further bullied and harassed online because of her race, national origin and gender, as well as her association with Caucasian students and her perceived sexual orientation and practices. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want I need to take a break, but I want you to think about what I just said. Get up and stretch Warm up your coffee and tea and come back with me. Hey listeners, this is Teresa E. Keeves. Can you believe that this is the end of the year? Our most festive holiday celebrations are approaching quickly. My question to you is, do you have upcoming events that you would like to spread the word about or advertise in your business holiday specials or what about fundraisers? Well, I have an offer for you. It's called 26200. Let me explain. You can have two 60-second advertisement slots for $200. That's right, $200. You can record your advertisement, keep it at 60 seconds, upload it to me via email, and you will be all set. Sounds simple? Because it is. For more information, give me a call at 480-283-7270. That's 480-283-7270. Or email me at info at Do you know that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America and that statistics for bullying related incidents in our schools, well unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences with professionalism, fairness, impartiality and given a platform to be heard, give me a call Professional Mediator Teresa E. Key at 480- 283-7270 Two eight three seven two seven zero, or email me at Teresa at expert.
0: Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host Teresa E. Keeves
1: Thank you my listeners for returning with me and my guest Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist. Before we took break, we were um, getting ready to discuss an article about uh, bullying um, in this country that uh, continues to be hushed and swept under the rug. And the article that I'm reading is titled Emily Olson, parents of Fairfield middle schooler filed federal lawsuits citing bullying and suicide. This is a young lady, 13 years old and she was bullied to the point and she took her life last year. And, um there was a live report that stated she was followed in the bathroom and telling they were telling Emily that she should take her life. And I'm saying how terrible is that? And that the schools need to know how important it is to have rules and regulations and a good bullying program put in place because it, it otherwise is just going to continue and people, and and unfortunately, children who don't know how to deal with this is is going to end up, you know, taking their lives, or 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 maybe another Columbine or something like that happening. You know what I'm saying, Reginald?
0: Yeah, and and, 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 and you know that's the it's important for, um, you know, the schools, the teachers, and things to, you know, to be aware of things that that are going on, if you have a student and you've had that student in your class for a month, two months, three months, five months, six months, you can see a change in behavior with that student. You may mm-hmm. not know what's going on, if there's something going on at home or whatever, but you can see a change in, in behavior. Because I mm-hmm. see it as the kids that I work with, if they're, if, if they're one way one week and I see a difference The the next week, I'm I'm asking about it. I'm delving into what's going on. And Mm -hmm. and the other sad part is children who are telling another kid to take their life. So where's the breakdown of of, of the family there?
2: You know, Mm -hmm. which
0: which is sad, but another, you know, uh, piece of this. But, you know, they, they really dropped the ball with this young girl.
1: Yes, and they did.
0: The up to death before Ashton was taken, something, mm-hmm. something should have been said. Something should have been done, and somebody definitely dropped the ball, and they need to be recommended.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that my hope is that the children come home and tell their parents what's going on in school. See, this is why, Reginald, it's important that parents notice because I noticed if there was a change in my children's behavior and or my grandchildren's behavior, as I noted that it was a change in my youngest uh, uh grandchild's behavior and he was being bullied in school. And I, and I and I and I and I pinpointed it, you know, that that's what it was. And of course, you know, that was taken care of. But what I'm saying is that this is why it's important to sit down with the kids at night and talk about the day and be cognizant, you know, take yourself out of the picture. You know, because it's not all about you parents. It's about the children too. And talk to them and just ask them, so how was your day? You know, and, and, and sit down with them and, and look at their homework. See what, you know, kind of homework that, that they, that they're doing and, and do you understand it? And, and this is, you know, how can I help you? And, you know, so forth. So, so be, be totally, totally in these children's lives because the school system, in my opinion, in, in, in this country, the educational system has, you know, continues to fail um, on this part, Reginald, you know?
0: And, and, and then, you know, here we go with this social media stuff. Get your mm-hmm. kids off of social media. Okay? Thank you. There is Thank you. People. Your kid does not have to have a Facebook page. They don't have to Twitter. They don't have do all of these other things.
1: Instagram and, them, and all that.
0: All of this other junk. Get them off of that. Because here we go again. Another kid is being bullied through social media. Well, so not mm-hmm. only through school, but through the social media as well. What does mm-hmm. an 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 year old need to You know, why, why do they need to be on Facebook? Why do they need to be? I don't care if Johnny and Joe and everybody else is doing it, that doesn't mean that your kid has to do it. Just because something is popular and everybody else is is doing it. So, you know, and and people just are not monitoring and seeing what their kids are doing with social media and through their cell phones as well.
2: Exactly.
0: as As parents, it's time for parents to start parenting. It's 365. 24 7 actually you know 28 hours in a day you know with
1: exactly
0: parents. so exactly fair, please get get on this know what your children are doing
1: exactly read their messages their text messages, read their, read their, you know, as I said, first of all, I don't think that they should be on Instagram, face, having Facebook pages. I don't care what every, what the world is doing. We're in the world. We're not of the world. And it's not necessary. They're, they're children and they need to be going to the library and learning about things and cultivating things that are going to take them on throughout their lives. Having a social media page is not going to do that. Okay. They're not a Kardashian. All right. But then, Reginald, in this article, it says Emily's parents did try, excuse me, did try to stop the bullying and pleaded with certain defendants for help. Defendants failed to stop the bullying and it continued. Consequently, Emily suffered severe anguish, distress, and depression and ultimately committed suicide. The suit says, uh, the suit says that Emily wasn't the only victim, that there are other students Who are um, who are bullied and discriminated, and two of those students attempted suicide before Emily's death. Certain of the defendants likewise failed to intervene on behalf of these students, according to the staff. Now, here, here, here's my thing. Okay, if if you're reaching out and you're doing the best that you can to get your 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 child um you know to uh, to bring awareness that your child is being bullied don't continue to send them to that school right don't yeah. continue to yeah. send them to that school take them out of that school and or if right. you are able to homeschool them and if you're not able do something else but don't let them remain in that circumstance that certainly is not helping that certainly is not helping. And then not only that, if the school isn't, now you may think that this is, um, you know, a little bit of rootin' tootin' <laughs> type of approach, but I'm just going to say it. If the school isn't willing to help you, then I'm going to find out who those parents are that's bullying my, you know, their child is bullying my child. And we're going to have to have a talk. Absolutely. We are we ourselves would have a talk. It would not continue, and and let the chips fall where they may. That's it, period. Because this is my child, and it's just not and it's just not going to happen.
0: And 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 I know it's times that you know it's difficult for uh, you know parents to pull a, a, a child out of the school because of you know whatever whatever circumstances of you know the parent is working or. You know, the only school in that district for the next, you know, it could be a rural area or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, they, the parent will need to take a stand if, if they need to call the newspaper, if they need to call uh, the television, the local television news station,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: to bring it, uh, go to the mm-hmm. school board, you know, write letters, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, you have to bring it to attention. And, and normally, mm-hmm. usually when, when this is happening, it's not just one child. It's, it's exactly. It's not just one child that's being bullied. There are other children that, that are being bullied. And mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds like what I said earlier, that they really dropped the ball, Now hearing that there are other students who tried to harm themselves because of that. You know, mm-hmm. why, why, why Why did they know? It's it, mm-hmm. it's it's no it's their responsibility to keep children
1: Exactly, time. and In the and the article days. says, yeah, and 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 Reginald, the article says that you know since this has happened to this girl, that more parents have come forward claiming their child has been bullied while under this school's district, you know, and 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 as, and they're saying as recently as October, the Fairfield School Board was listening to parents' concerns about bullying, but but would not commit. On the district's bullying policies. Okay. So they're saying that the suit, the, yeah, the suit seeks damages and reforms to the Fairfield City school practices and policies for responding to bullying, harassment, assault, battery, and discrimination. I mean, it's, did it really have to get to this?
0: Right. People you need know? to be held, held accountable and unfortunately, yes. you know, no suit is going to bring that, that precious child back. But mm-hmm. the school dropped, they dropped the ball on this.
1: Big time. And,
0: you know, it's like a couple of days ago when, um, in, uh, in LA, when uh, the superintendent closed the school because of the threat that the school had uh, uh, received.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: Now, the school, the New York school superintendent, is that the at the L.A. school, or they overreacted, they did this and that, you know. it's easy Mm -hmm. for you to sit back and say if they overreacted or not? I commend them for closing the schools because, again, it's your responsibility to keep those children safe. What if it wasn't Bogus? What Mm -hmm. if it was? Then you would be talking about something else, another tragedy, then it would be, well, why didn't they know? Because they received this phone call or, or text, whatever whatever it was. So mm-hmm. I commend the L.A. school system for, for, you know, leaning on the side of safety
2: mm-hmm. to
0: keep these kids safe. Because mm-hmm. yes, it's, their, it's their responsibility to keep kids safe. And with the way things are now, you have to look at everything.
1: You have to look at everything. You have to look at everyone. And when parents, as you were saying, now I understand, you know, that, that parents are working and they take their children to school and they expect for the officials that have their, that they delivered their child to, to keep their child safe and do as much as they can. Now this, this is not saying that all schools are not doing this. Okay, but there are too many schools that are not doing this. Okay, there's too many because like Sandy Roberts and I talk about all the time when we're calling and knocking on the doors and we want to present, you know, um our programs and things and they look at us and laugh and and a lot of things like that, you know, but we keep on keeping on, you know. Now, having said that, brother, now um they're saying that, uh, we're going to quickly discuss this since we had this little this little gap in my in my uh, transmission. Now, it says that some people say that bullying is just part of growing up. OK, that it is going to happen and children need to learn how to deal with it early on as they will encounter this nasty behavior in their lives. Now, my thing is this listeners is why do children need to deal with this behavior from other children. As though no scarring will be left and be, will be left behind as a result on this. Now, as a note, as a note on that, here is an article that was published from the Duke uh, Medicine on February twentieth, twenty thirteen, titled "Bullied Children Can Suffer Lasting Psychological Harm." As Results. Now, this is certainly your area of expertise, brother, but I want to read a few highlights from it so we can discuss this, you know, uh, uh, you know, briefly for our listeners. So it says in part that bullied children grow into adults who are at increased risk of developing anxiety disorders, depression and suicidal thoughts, according to a study led by a researcher at Duke Medicine the findings are based um on more than 20 years of data from a large group of participants initially enrolled as adolescents are the most definitive to data in establishing the long-term psychological efe- effects on it see this is why having a well structured structured managed anti-bullying program in schools Reginald, is very very important it, it's it's very it's very very important you know and it says When they were doing this study, Rachel, they did a study on 1,420 children. And at that time, their ages was 9, 11, 13, and 11 in counties in Western North Carolina. Now, they're saying that of the original 1,420 children, more than 1,270 were followed up into adulthood. The subsequent interviews included questions about the participants' psychological health, okay, now as, assault, as, a, as adults, Reginald, these individuals who were, who were, you know, being, going through this, this uh, study, those who said they had been bullied plus those who were both victims and aggressors were at higher risk for psychiatric disorders compared with those with no history of being bullied. And the young people who were only victims had higher levels of depression disorders, anxiety disorders, generalized anxiety, panic disorder, and agor. I'm going. I, I'm going to pronounce this correctly. agoraphia. agoraphia. Now, that is for all of you who, guys who don't know. It is an anxiety disorder and it is characterized by anxiety in situations where the sufferer perceives the environment to be dangerous, uncomfortable, or unsafe. Now, those who were both bullies and victims had higher levels of all anxiety and depression disorders, plus the highest levels of suicidal thoughts, depression disorder, generalized anxiety, and panic disorder. Bullies were also um, at increased risk for antisocial personality disorder, Reginald. Okay? So it just goes to show that <clears throat> the researchers were able to sort out confounding factors that might have contributed to psychiatric disorders, including poverty, abuse, and an unstable, dysfunctional home life. All right. Now, the 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 uh, uh PhD Jane Costillo she's an associate director of research at Duke Center, concluded uh, for child and family policy that bullying, which we tend to think of as normal and not terribly important part of childhood, turns out to have the potential for very serious consequences for children, adolescents, and adults. What do you think about that, Reginald? Well,
0: bullying is not, Part of growing up, and, and I, you know, it's ridiculous when I hear people say mm-hmm. that and it's just part of, of, of growing up because it is it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, being bullied, it can have the same result as, um, well, you know, it's, it's PTSD, post-traumatic stress, which causes anxiety, depression, agoraphobia, a lot of a lot of other things, uh, social anxiety. Or a person, um, you know, can suffer from panic disorder if they're out socially and things like that. So I, I think that study says it well, uh, which is what mm-hmm. I've known already. But that study says it well, says it well uh, about the uh, negative effects that, it can, that bullying can have on, on children. You know, it's a, it's a shot to the system. It's a shot mm-hmm. to, the, to the growing system. And, mm-hmm. you know, when that happens, you're going to have negative results, um, mm-hmm. which can last over a lifetime. Now, mm-hmm. look at some of the people who, who, who were bullied as, as kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Mike Tyson, um, of other NFL football players. And I don't think mm-hmm. these are people that you can call wimps in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. You know? um, but it, it did have a negative effect. On their, on their lives as they mm-hmm. were growing up and even as as adults.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so it has such a wide-ranging bullying that it has such a wide-ranging negative effect on children. And, again, this is something that, that needs to be looked at, something that, that should be looked at, and there's no excuse that more school systems um, don't have Something in place, have implemented mm-hmm. something in place for children because it's there.
1: Exactly. And I don't know if it's because they got ego going on, Reginald, or just plain downright, you know, um, um, we'll, we'll take care of this because remember I talked about the, this statement on my sh- previous shows too because this is the way it has always been. You understand what I'm saying? But it's not working. It's not working. Okay, it isn't like when, uh, even when you and I were coming up, you know, there there were bullies, but you know, we had we had a parent, A.K.A. Thomas Campbell, who nipped that in the bud instantaneously. If he, you know, when he got a whim of it, when we told him, it was gone, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, all all I'm saying is that, and I agree with you, and um um I want to move on to um the next portion of my show and and um you know, but uh I just my hope is that um in the upcoming year that you know the school systems the educational system you know do better um about um implementing um you know bullying programs anti bullying programs in their school system, so when um um myself and and Sandy Roberts call you or or knock on your door and want to talk to you about a system uh to be implemented in your school if you don't already have one um you know please be open and uh receptive to what it is that that we need to say okay now Richard okay let's talk about other things okay as i said we're we're coming on down here now um let's talk about. Well, for the first thing is that I want to give kudos to Michael Jackson. Okay, his Thriller album goes multi-platinum for the 30th time. He sold he has sold over 100 million albums and still counting. Okay, now this is this is an individual who didn't have a a, a whole good time coming up either since we were talking about that. But the fact is, is that Michael still remains to be one of the greatest entertainers and talent of all time. That's what I want to say about that. Okay.
0: The other thing
1: I want to say brother and my listeners that the economy is doing good for all of the naysayers out there saying this and that and the other. No, the feds are raising rates not by a large amount, but the raise will affect mortgages, for example, but it also strengthens our dollar value. And for those who are traveling abroad, for example, now it, it, it that's, that's good for us. And, you know, the feds regional lowered the rates back in 2008 because of the economy then. And now here we are seven years later and, you know, and, and it's, and, and it's good.
0: Right. Right. Um, Regardless of what is being said uh, and a lot of the negative things that are being said, uh, the numbers, numbers don't lie. They mm-hmm. don't lie. Uh, unemployment rate is, is down, lower than it's been in, uh, in, in over 15, 16 years. Um, go to the shopping center and see how many cars are in the shopping, uh, in the parking lot where people have, have money to, to, to spend.
1: And so, restaurants. You know,
0: this is, and This is, well, absolutely. And, and this is mm-hmm. good for everyone. And, and yeah, regardless of what the naysayers, on, and I'll just say it, just the naysayers on the Republican side are, are saying
1: it's not true. Exactly. It is,
0: it is, not, it is not true. This economy mm-hmm. has come back uh, in the last seven years. Um, uh, Hillary Secretary Clinton says a lot that the president has not gotten the credit that he should get for saving this economy and where this economy is now compared to where it was seven years ago. And I exactly. want to tackle that. I want exactly. to tackle that. Uh, we had mm-hmm. a presidential candidate, uh, Lindsey Graham, a couple of days ago, who said that he wished that George Bush was still in office. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Much for looking forward, looking
1: uh, forward, exactly. Exactly,
0: at where things were in in 2008 compared to where the economy is now. We were losing Mm -hmm. over 200,000 jobs per month under the Mm -hmm. administration. And you want, you you wish George Bush was still president, you know? Let's let's, let's see things that they are. Let's let's exactly about
1: things. Exactly. I'm like, you know, come on, really. Do you not remember how things were when he was in office? I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. Okay. so now check this out on Good Morning America listeners and my brother. They were reporting that coloring books, coloring books are becoming favorite things to do for adults. And I'm on board with this and I'm going to tell you why. Because they, you know, huh?
0: I, I'm just saying. Oh yeah.
1: yeah, Uh-huh. Because they say it's relaxing, and it keeps you you focused, and it relieves stress. Now this is this is a such a better alternative than turning on your device, playing a game on your phone, on your laptop, or your iPad, whatever device that you have. And yeah. they said that they're two of their most favorite coloring books our Harry Potter and the Garden and I just you know I just want to I just think it's cool. I just really think it's cool, you know, so um it, you know and and not only that, you know, I I think in coloring because I I remember you know when I was coloring as a child and sometimes you know I do uh do you know help if I'm helping um you know Marty with homework or whatever, it's so relaxing, you know. And I can, and I can think out a lot of things as I'm coloring. I, I, I like that. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Now, well, again, here's all, uh, Christ, I'm sorry. Again, Christ said,
0: uh, Christ said, be like children.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. And I, I just think it's, I just think it's so cool. So who knows? Hey, you may get a coloring book or something, brother. You never know. <laughs>
0: I'm okay. I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm now, okay that. <laughs> hidden, I want to say something else too. We got about three minutes. Now hidden amid the mountains and mesas of northern New Mexico lies Los Altos National Laboratory and is shrouded in secrecy. Now, once known as simply uh, as the Project Y, it was a classified lab where scientists built the atomic bomb. But now, Reginald, 70 years later, scientists still work on nuclear weapons, but they're also using some of that same knowledge to battle cancer. Okay? Now, NBC News got exclusive access to the secure facility where physicist Eva Birnbaum is working to use radioactive elements to battle cancer. It is so fascinating. I looked at this footage, and I invite you guys out there and you too, brother, to go and pull it up, you know, and look at it. It's it's really interesting. So she is working with actinium, okay, and that's a radiochemical element with the symbol that's AC- on the on the chart, on and it's the atomic number is 89, and it was discovered back in 1899. Now, it was the first non primordial radioactive element to be isolated. Okay, it's dot 225 or Ac 225, one of the new class of radioactive therapies called alpha emitting isotopes. It's unique because of its ability to destroy cancer without hurting healthy tissue. Wow. And as I was looking at this report, you guys, and they were doing a simulation, and the simulation shows where it goes directly to the cancer cells and attacks the cancer cells. Now the the gentleman in the piece um, also said that this this type of um 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 you know, this type this this new uh tool for battling cancer is going to be able to be used for many types of cancers. I think that's so cool.
0: That's awesome.
1: I think that is, see, see, these are the things we need to be talking about and educating the populace about instead of, you know, how to, you know, about. Now, I know that ISIS is not good and they will be taken care of, but, you know, we need to be talking more about things that are helping the populace and educating them and knowing what's coming up and what's happening and things like that instead of fight, fight, fighting. We're going to take you off of the Internet. We're going to, you know... I'm just going to say it talking a lot of communistic language to me. Okay. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. instead of saying, you know, uh, talking about great things. And I just want to make a comment. Okay. Um, as I got one minute and I just want to say real quick is that they were talking about who won the GOP debate. In my opinion, guys, nobody won it. All they talked about was fight. Nobody talked about love, kindness, fairness how to help the individuals of this country and how to best work with other people that's in this world as well. You know? Okay, Reginald? Guess what? Okay. Uh
0: don't say it. Don't say
1: it. I thank you so much for being on my show. And once again I apologize for the for the for the for the uh um you know for the for the break there in my program, ladies and gentlemen. Um I will be Uh, coming to you two weeks from today. So I want you to have um, a great time. Continue shopping and uh, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Have a great day.